Back in June of 2020, Diamond was freshly graduated from college. She had recently moved back home to Florida. She was working until she could start grad school. And her period was late. For some reason, I think I've always been this way, but I get anxious when my cycle doesn't come on. So I have my normal cycle symptoms, um, which was, you know, I get a few pimples on my face. My breasts are tender and um, I get a little cramping. So that was all there. So I'm like, okay, my cycle coming on. And that's what made me go get a test because it did not come on. She took an at-home pregnancy test. It was positive. She called her doctor right away and booked an appointment. She couldn't believe it. She had to be sure. But it was true. She was several weeks pregnant. She then reached out to the guy she was seeing at the time. It was definitely a total surprise for the both of us. You know, I really didn't know her dad that well. Like we, I, and that's why I've, that's the part that made me ashamed was because I didn't know him that well and I didn't even know what we were at that time. Diamond said he was upset by the news. He wanted to take her to Planned Parenthood that same day. And I remember telling him, I'm like, I don't know what to do right now. You know, I grew up in a Christian household and I was always taught that abortion was wrong. But then, you know, I had I had had friends to have abortions because they were raped. And so my views kind of changed. So I was I was struggling between myself and the things that, you know, her dad was saying. I was just crying in the car. And I'm like, I just need somebody to talk to because I don't know what I'm about to get myself into. And I was praying to God. And I'm like, God, I really don't know what to do. I just graduated from school. I can't take care of a baby. This right here. This is the moment that pro-life advocates talk about all the time. A woman finds out she's pregnant. She panics. She considers abortion. Can we, can anyone assure her that if she chooses life, everything will be okay? Lately, I've been thinking a lot about how to support women even beyond this moment. Help them to choose life, yes, but then what? How am I called to be a pro-life witness to these women after they've made their choice? You're listening to The Pillar in Depth, a Catholic storytelling podcast. I'm your host, Kate Oliveira, and this season, we're talking about abortion in the aftermath of the overturning of Roe versus Wade. Okay, so Diamond finds out she's pregnant. It's a big surprise to her and to the guy she's seeing at the time. He's pushing her to have an abortion. She can't imagine having an abortion, but she's also having a really hard time imagining herself as a single mom. Let me tell you, I grew up in a single mom household, so I remember the struggles that my mom had to go through. We never went without, but my mom, I just... There were days where I would see her crying or she couldn't even eat dinner because she had to feed us first. She doesn't know what to do. So as she's sitting there, alone, in her car, Diamond gets on Instagram. She taps the search bar and types in pro-choice. And Let Them Live popped up. Let Them Live is a pro-life ministry based out of Indiana. I clicked on their profile and it wasn't 
I don't even know exactly what I was looking for, but I said, well, let me just go ahead and message them. So I sent them a DM and I said, I just really need somebody to talk to right now. And I got in touch with the pregnancy counselor the very next morning. I'm not sure what the pregnancy counselor said to Diamond at that moment. She didn't tell me the details. Whatever their conversation, she gave Diamond the encouragement she needed to continue with the pregnancy. But Diamond said that decision didn't magically make everything easier. In fact, things got pretty difficult right away. I just remember throughout my pregnancy, dealing with her dad, you know, not going to the appointments with me. The very first appointment that I had, I remember just begging him to come with me. I didn't even, I, don't, I didn't even tell my mom about it. And that's what hurt me the most when I look back at it, because I could have had somebody there with me, you know, at my first ultrasound appointment. And, um... During those moments that I had with him, I was thinking like, dang, did I make the right choice? Or like, is this his, if it's going to be like this, then I don't know if I can do this. Like, I, I don't know. Let Them Live then connected Diamond with a local pregnancy resource center where she took pregnancy and parenting classes. They gave her financial support and even put together a registry for her and her baby. I would talk to my pregnancy counselor literally every single day and, you know, just getting the words of encouragement from her. You know, she would pray with me daily and send me words of encouragement through text messages. So, you know, I, I really believe that having the emotional support from Let Them Love Counselor, that definitely helped me out um, because it was a struggle and it wasn't easy at all. In February of 2021, Diamond gave birth to a daughter. Her pregnancy counselor would let them live FaceTimed in for the delivery. So that was pretty cool, you know, to have her with me on the phone. And like even after I still received help from them, um, they still helped me out financially until I was able to get back on my feet. Today, Diamond's daughter is about 18 months old. I love asking parents to describe their kids, and I couldn't wait for Diamond to describe her daughter. That girl is so sassy, very smart. She's gorgeous. She loves people. Like, she's definitely a social butterfly. A few months after her daughter's birth, Diamond actually took a job with Let Them Live as an advocate for their ministry. Today, she shares her story with donors and with other moms who might think Let Them Live is just too good to be true. Sometimes we get moms who really don't believe that LTL is real or they'll say, oh, this is a scam because, you know, it's too good to be true. Like we have an organization that's, you know, there to help the mom and the baby. That's where I step in and I, you know, I share my story with them and I just give them that reassurance that, you know, this is real and it's going to be OK. Diamond remembers the feeling, the feeling that maybe everything wouldn't be OK. And if I could go back and tell myself, I would, I would say, Diamond, don't let, don't let what society says or you know what the child's father may say or the doubts and worry is going to be okay. Like you're going to be fine. No, things might not be easy all the time, but it's definitely worth it. My daughter gives me motivation to keep striving and to keep going. That's why I'm going back to graduate school because I want to provide a great life for her. I may still go through things with her dad, but it, I, would, I don't regret my decision. It still hurts me that I even thought about having an abortion and letting doubts and worries seep through my head at that time.
I just want to say, you know, for who's ever listening, that is going to be okay. And just to trust God in the process, things might not, things might not be okay, but six months from now or three months from now, your journey could be completely different. And I want to give a shout out to let them live myself just to say thank you because I'm sorry, hold on. I'm just so grateful, you know. I'm just so grateful and I hope one day I can give back as much as they gave to me to other people. I want to help mom and I want them to know an abortion is not the right way to go. Diamond was empowered to say yes to life because of the support of the pro-life ministry Let Them Live. Now, I want to share a little more about Let Them Live and the ministry's president and co-founder, Emily Burning. I think Emily's story is just really cool. What strikes me most about it is how radical Emily is in her commitment to the pro-life cause. Emily discovered within herself a strong desire to prevent as many abortions as possible, to save the lives of babies, and to protect and support mothers in the process. And the thing I really respect about Emily is that she didn't sit on that desire. She explored it. She made space for it in her mind and in her prayer. And when an opportunity to fulfill that desire presented itself, Emily took a leap of faith. And because of that, she has saved hundreds of lives. So my name is Emily Burning, and I am the president and co-founder of Let Them Live. Emily has been pro-life for about as long as she can remember. You know, I remember going to youth group in like middle school, and they were handing out I Survived Roe v. Wade t-shirts. And I put it on, but I didn't know what that meant at all. She didn't really take personal ownership of her pro-life beliefs until college. She was working on a degree in biology with the goal of becoming a veterinarian. Her sophomore year, she became really interested in learning more about abortion and developing her own stance on it. So I start reading, I start researching, I start learning about abortion procedures. And I'm just like, at that moment, I was like, there's nothing else like I can do with my life. You know, it was a turning point. I decided I was just going to be a pro-life activist and I stopped going to class and I started just, didn't finish my degree, so I do have my bachelor's, but I, I uh, really got passionate about this issue. One night in 2019, Emily's husband Nathan was scrolling through Facebook when something caught his eye. A woman left a comment on a pro-life page. Her cousin was planning to have an abortion, and she didn't know what to do about it. She was asking for advice, like, hey guys, can you please help me? Like, how do I talk my cousin out of this abortion? So Nathan reaches out and says, hey, like, why is she having the abortion? Like, what's the reason? And that question is really what has shaped Let Them Live. The woman's cousin was evicted from her apartment because she couldn't pay rent. She was living out of her car with her two kids in the middle of December, and she was pregnant. How could she possibly take care of another kid when she was already struggling to take care of herself and her two other children? Anyway, it was the middle of the night when Nathan woke Emily and said he had an idea. You want to save a life from abortion? And I was like, yeah, like, is it that easy? Like, what do we do? You know, like, 
that's such a big question because everybody wants to save lives from abortion, but how do we actually do it? So he's like, well, we don't have a lot of money, Emily, but we're just going to have to give her what we have and like get her back into her apartment. And I was like, if that's it, yeah, let's do it. We'll, we'll figure it out. Like we have support, you know, we could, we could do that. So we did that. She canceled her abortion. She was back in her place. And that is what sparked the questions of, are there other women that are having abortions for the same reason, for the reason that they can't pay their rent or because of this big financial burden? It turns out the answer is yes. Emily and Nathan discovered that about 73% of women report financial burden as a factor in their decision to have an abortion. That was a really untapped area of the pro-life movement where we knew that we could step in and simply ask women considering abortion or who have abortions scheduled, why are you getting this abortion? And specifically for those financial reasons, we could step in, raise that money and give them that financial support. The last thing I want to do is give the impression that Let Them Live just throws money at the problem of abortion. Emily and her team cater their assistance to the needs of each individual woman. We never just write a check to any of our moms. It's never that because we have a much more comprehensive program than that. And we want moms that come into our program to leave better off than they were when they came in. Every woman is different. Every woman has different situations that can be pretty murky. The finances are typically intertwined with other things like domestic violence, lack of family support, you know, education. But in many cases, Emily has found that a little financial support in the beginning can go a long way. We do have a lot of women that come to us that that really is the piece, you know, and they just feel like they're drowning. We're giving women real tangible alternatives to abortion. And we're helping them to say, look, okay, I know that you feel burdened by your financial situation right now. And I know that that is what is leading you to consider abortion or to have an abortion scheduled. Let's help you clear that up a little bit, clear your mind up a little bit, and then let's keep talking through this. And if we just do little things like, Hey, we'll take care of your rent for six months or nine months, or you know, we're going to take care of, you know, these three bills and we're going to help you find a better job. We're going to, you know, get your resume up and we're going to talk with you every single week and we're going to emotionally support you. Like those things clear the path. And then those women can finally see like a light at the end of the tunnel as far as continuing their pregnancy. Since 2019, Let Them Live has supported more than 400 women across the United States, Canada and Mexico And once these moms choose to continue their pregnancy, Let Them Live often continues its support with counseling, financial aid, and even practical advice. We have plenty of moms who are first-time mothers, and they're scared and they don't know what to do. So that might look like one of our pregnancy counselors flying out for their birth and, and, you know, having parenting classes. And we teach these moms, like, hey, like, don't put pillows in the crib, you know, like simple things like that, that these moms may not know about just providing those resources and just showing them like, you don't have to be scared. We're here for you. Like, it's all good. You know, with abortion clinics, Planned Parenthood, you know, it's all about talking. It's the talk. Well, we'll pay for your abortion. You know, we're going to take good care of you. They go in for the abortion. And then what? Planned Parenthood isn't walking hand in hand with these women after they have abortions. They're not celebrating a year later 
we are. I've gone to so many of our moms uh, that have given birth and and we've gone to so many of their first birthday parties. Like we get to celebrate life for years and years and years to come. Walk alongside these moms, watch them grow. Let Them Live connects with moms through word of mouth, referrals from pro-life crisis pregnancy centers, and of course, social media like Diamond. We've had a lot of moms find us on social media. They might go into their search bar and type in abortion and maybe one of our posts will come up. We had a woman and gosh, this must have been two years ago. I can't keep track. Um, But she was in Planned Parenthood and she'd gotten the ultrasound and she was literally about to have her abortion. And as a last ditch effort, she pulled up her phone, looked on Instagram. One of our posts came up. She reached out on our Instagram and one of our pregnancy counselors was talking to her in the bathroom at Planned Parenthood and helped her walk out of Planned Parenthood before that abortion. That is the power of social media. You know, we we try to be as available as possible, you know, and try to put our number out there, put put our name out there and um, because we're competing, we're competing with Planned Parenthood. They're also competing with other organizations that financially support abortion-minded women, but Instead of helping these women get back on their feet and choose life, these other organizations help cover the costs related to procuring an abortion. Emily said it's a constant race to reach those women first and to offer them an alternative. And say, you essentially have a choice here. Do you want to go with us? And yeah, it might be the tougher choice in your mind right now, but trust us in the long run, this is going to be so worth it. If you think about it, Choice, true choice, is at the core of the mission of Let Them Live. Many times women decide to have an abortion because they feel anxious, overwhelmed, or pressured. A couple years ago, I figured out and I found out that we have pro-choice donors and we have pro-choice supporters. And that really like took me back because I was like, this is weird, like what pro-life organization has financial support from people that we may disagree with about abortion? Well, Up and Live does. And we're able to tap into this idea that no matter what you believe, we can come together and support women and really give them this other option. There are people that just want abortion all the time. There's no other option. That's the option. Um, but then there are this, these people that we have actually a chance of reaching. And the pro-life movement has to has to see it that way where there's some people that are kind of teetering on the edge. They see what we're doing. They like what we're doing. They may not fully agree with what we're doing, but we have an opportunity to reach them and possibly change their minds. I have a lot of respect for Emily and the work that she's doing through Let Them Live. She's a direct contradiction to the pretty tired claim that pro-life advocates don't care about mothers and babies after birth. And I find that inspiring. Her story has me thinking a lot about what I could be doing, too. It's been a long time since I've really been involved in pro-life ministry. I've walked in pro-life marches in Denver and back in Nebraska. I've prayed Divine Mercy chaplets in front of Planned Parenthood. And I think I've helped the pro-life cause through my work as a Catholic journalist. But besides my journalism work, it has been years since I physically showed up for a pro-life ministry. I'm in a very particular stage of life right now, for sure, with two under two at home. But just like I want to encourage my children's Catholic faith, 
I also want to encourage my children to be pro-life, to be empathetic, to see others experiencing need or needing prayer, and to respond through their faith. Maybe it's time to get involved again. I live in Denver, so I've interviewed and profiled a bunch of local pro-life ministries and advocates. But when it came to getting personally involved, I wasn't really sure where to start. So I googled pro-life Denver. I'm not even joking. And among the first results were the Respect Life Office within the Archdiocese of Denver and Colorado Right to Life. I called both. Colorado Right to Life invited me to come pray in front of Denver's Planned Parenthood. They have people there from 8 or 9 or 10 to noon every day, except Sunday and Monday. I'm glad to know the schedule, but I don't know. I'll be honest, I don't really see myself going. I've done that before, but I just don't really think it's my thing. The director of the Respect Life Office also took my call. Her name's Lynn Grandin. I'd interviewed her in the past, but she didn't know my married name or that I got married. So we took some time to catch up. And then I was just honest with her about where I was. Uh, You know, with everything that's kind of going on right now, I've been involved in Catholic media and with the Catholic community in Denver for going on a decade now, but I've never really gotten involved with the pro-life community. And so I had called to just kind of get a sense of like, what kind of my options would be, uh, what you guys would kind of recommend. Um, And also just considering the fact that like, I'm a mom of two young kids, so I don't have a ton of time. Um, But like, I want to, I don't know, do something, (laughs) you know, with everything that's going on. So, so yeah, I don't know if you have any recommendations for me. uh, Or, you know, people, another organization that I could call or, um, yeah, what ideas you would have. I told her I'm looking to volunteer. Maybe a few hours, a couple times a month. I'd find childcare, so it would be just me. I didn't realize it until the end of our call, but she was taking notes. She told me the Respect Life Office has more than 30 different ministries. It was just a matter of finding one that would best suit me. The Respect Life Office has a full team meeting every two weeks. Lynn told me she'd present my interest and my situation to see what everyone might recommend. And then she'd get back to me. It doesn't feel like much, and I'm not going to lie, I sort of thought Lynn would have a suggestion for me right off the bat, that I could jump right in, so to speak. But I was impressed by how much time Lynn gave me. I mean, I essentially cold-called her. And I know she probably wants to make sure that whatever I get involved with is a good fit for me so that I stick around and I'm not turned off from volunteering. I want to end this episode with Emily. She said something really powerful during our conversation, and I wasn't quite sure how to fit it all into this, so I think I'll just end with it. I hope you'll take it to prayer, like I did. My favorite Bible verse is Esther 4.14. Perhaps you were born for such a time as this. Now is the time. We don't have time anymore to say we're pro-life and not put any actions behind it. The Pillar in Depth is a production of Pillar Media. 
I'm your host, Kate Oliveira. A very special thanks to Diamond, Emily Burning, and the entire team at Let Them Live. I'll share a link to Let Them Live in the show notes for this episode. And if any of you listeners out there are also moms of little ones and you found really cool ways to get involved in pro-life ministry, let me know. I'm looking for suggestions. See you next week.